to a serious one. Yeah. Yeah. So joining you live from the World Championship 2023 in Barcelona, the Living Legend Podcast. This episode of Living Legends Podcast is brought to you by Fab Foundry. And you can make sure you get 10% off your order if you use the Living Legend 10 discount code when ordering any of the new Heavy Hitters set. And let's be honest, you're going to want to get your hands, your one hand even, on all of this fantastic product. Because let's be honest, you want to play me, KO, and I hit like a effing truck. Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to a slightly delayed episode of the Living Legends podcast. Uh, very slightly, yeah. but it's because of exciting things. Uh, everybody except for me was uh, <laughs> off in mysterious, wonderful lands doing mysterious, wonderful things. Uh, I guess we'll start off. Who am I? I'm Bill uh, from the Spike Feeders and from the Living Legends podcast. Uh, one third of the Living Legends podcast, as is uh, noted on my social media profiles. Who are the other two thirds, you may ask? Well, let's kick it off alphabetical style. We'll start off with introducing Az. That's right. Yeah. So I'm Az from Go Again Gaming and uh, one third Living Legends podcast as portrayed on my social media profiles. Uh, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been delayed because of uh, me and Kel. Kel's been in Japan. I've been in uh, US, uh, USA, New, New York and Hartford. Uh, we've both been there for very uh, different, differing, differing reasons as such. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we're we're back, although slightly delayed, and we're going to be speaking about um, heavy hitters in general and our sort of thoughts on it uh, now that we've had a little bit more time with it. I'd say, but um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The other third. Uh... <laughs> Hello. The other third. We also have Kel, uh, <laughs> who's additionally known as Red Zone Rogue, who is. Uh, international traveler uh i mean so is as but you know <laughs> yeah he's got, his, uh, he's got his passport in time for japan hasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes 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 uh, technically i have a 90 day um i don't know what you call it visa uh, it's not technically a visa but i have a 90 day pass for japan landing permit oh, yeah. or whatever so i can go back to japan if i want in the next in the next couple months <laughs> um Sick. uh but uh, hello yeah my name is kel and I'm um, excited to talk about uh, heavy hitters and uh, journeys and all that kind of good stuff. Because I actually did play some Flesh and Blood in Japan. So I do have some insights into that and kind of the Flesh yeah. and Blood scene in Japan in general. Uh, it, it's actually quite interesting. The, tr the card gaming culture in Japan is um, fascinating and amazing. And uh, I'm going to talk about it today. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's um, what I've heard. So. Yeah, I was, just gonna, I was just gonna go off the back of that because there was a video on the Flesh and Blood Japan uh, uh, Twitter, I think it was, where I saw it, where Yui was speaking to to James about the release in Japan. So that is coming soon, isn't it? The localized language. I yeah, like May, something like that. April, yeah, May, June, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um... So. Uh... I know we're all going to be wanting to get get our hands on some of those beautiful cards. That's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to get some. I want to get some history pack for Japanese cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me give me some like Japanese history pack one. Hell yeah, dude. That that's where you get like your Japanese e strikes and Japanese command and conquers. Fiendal Spring Tunic. Oh, oh that's yeah. the spice, man. Yeah, 
I very desperately want a play set of foil Japanese e strikes. Uh, Ooh, me too. That would be very, very good for me and bad for my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess I can, since we're talking about it, I can jump into just a little bit. So uh, Flesh and Blood's not really big in Japan yet, uh, at least in Tokyo. Uh, I talked to Yui, I talked to some store owners. Um, uh, magic also is not very big at all. So the way that I understand it, after talking to a lot of folks in Japan, you have the, the most popular card games are, uh, as you'd guess, Pokemon, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Duel Masters. Those are actually the three most popular card games. And then after that, it's Shadowverse Evolve. And then after that, it's like Card Fight Vanguard and uh, everything else, right? And then yeah. your Western card games are way down the list. And Magic is not even in like the top five. Um so Flesh and Blood's like even even lower than that. However, I did run come across a couple shops in Akihabara that uh, did have Flesh and Blood. Um, it's about the same number of shops that had Magic, to be honest, and which is not very much. Uh, you go in and it's mostly like Weiss Schwartz, um, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, um, all, all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of Shadowverse and, and that kind of stuff as well. But it was really cool to go into a store and be like, oh, look, there's a... There's a Dust Till Dawn poster, or oh, there's some there's some Dragon Shield Flesh and Blood sleeves. Um, you and I, uh, she found a place that that did do Flesh and Blood. It was mostly Flesh and Blood and Magic, um, and um, that was pretty cool. They had a bunch of Flesh and Blood stuff. You'll see it in my in my vlog because um, he uh, gave permission for me to film in the store, which is also another thing that is very unlike the the U.S. Here, uh, you're not allowed to film in a lot of places. Um, some people do it anyway, but uh, I'm not I'm not rude and I I obeyed, you know, the the rules. So, I had to I got permission to 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 do that. Um So yeah, the flesh and blood presence was interesting. Um small, but um the people that I didn't meet who did played flesh and blood are like really passionate. I posted about it on Twitter. Um Sorry if you can hear my dog barking, but um <laughs> But uh, like uh, someone on Twitter, I forget their handle, but they made like a guidebook for Flesh and Blood in Japanese that has like all of the sets broken down, all the mechanics broken down, um, heroes, hero matchups, like everything you'd want to know. It's super, super freaking cool. And it's like a yeah. ton of work and a ton of effort with like pictures and everything. And that's the kind of stuff that really... Um, helps localize the community, especially a community that doesn't speak the language, because I'll be honest, man, like when's the last time that anyone out there played a game entirely in a language that you do not speak? I'm going to guess like less than like 3% of the people listening to this because I'm a diehard card game player and I've never fully played a TCG that is not in the language I don't speak. Right. Um, yeah, I've, I've bought and collected cards in Japanese, but I've never fully played like a Japanese card game in Japanese. Um, without English. So that's a lot of passion and effort. And I thought it was super, super cool. Um, I'm trying to find the person on Twitter. Cause I really want to give them a shout out. They, it was, it was an amazing effort. Uh, Pero Pero D is their Twitter handle. Um, yeah, it's nice. super, Good luck. It, it's super cool for the, for the video people. It's kind of a, you can't really see it from the glare. Not going to focus, but it's really cool. I showed off in the vlog, but I also tweeted about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. it's good oh, to yeah. see that like like sleeves and posters and that popping up on the on the shop walls. Though it just goes to show like 
brings it down to earth that you know flesh and blood you know is is penetrating everywhere even though it's not huge over there it will be when the localization comes out i'm sure a yeah. lot more people pick yeah. it up i mean yeah that's got to be a, a pretty decent um a pretty decent barrier right now for them is just that it doesn't exist in their in their native language yeah. <laughs> like exactly. like you were yeah. saying Kel, it would be difficult for a fully japanese card game to take off in non-japanese areas yeah uh, just exactly. by default <laughs> and i yeah. and i do have to say the the tcg um market the tcg players in japan um it's wild dude there's like it's crazy like i, I mentioned it a lot in the videos but um in akihabara there are shops that are just stacked and stacked on top of each other like multiple different shops on top of each other so you'd hit a shop go up the next door there's a shop they're all packed like absolutely jam effing packed wall to wall with people there's like uh we went to a place called dragon star and i bought some sleeves at dragon star and igni ended up buying a couple boxes of shadowverse evolve but there was like eight staff members running around grabbing singles i had never seen anything like it you go to a, a card store here uh, in the u.s there's like one dude behind the counter that's it like yeah it's it's wild it's like people go nuts for card games in japan and there was like card stores everywhere like in radio kaikon this massive building that just has a ton of hobby stores including like amiyami and a really really awesome um like tabletop tabletop store called yellow submarine i'm a big fan of yellow submarine now it's a really cool store um <laughs> just tons of board games and tabletop stuff it was awesome but there's just tons and tons of tcg stores too like just everywhere um most of them had the games that i that i mentioned um a few had magic one store had magic that had power like they were selling they had like a black that black lotus and a bunch of others so i was very impressed with that i was like holy crap um and i wanted i was really i really wanted to splurge and buy a japanese pack of urza's saga but two things prevented me one it was very expensive and two the language barrier i don't know how that i was gonna be like sumimasen um urza's saga please um but uh yeah it it, it, though. it's it's wild um just the the passion and everything is just is crazy card games are are big in japan at least the where i went in tokyo um and the stores i should also say this too the stores are way different there's singles everywhere so uh there's just like these giant uh glass uh containers of, of singles and that's what most of the stores are just rows and rows of those and people just kind of like walking up and down very little sealed product in fact i heard mm. that most stores don't really sell sealed product and most japanese players don't really buy sealed product um in fact a lot of stores sell sealed product at a loss uh, just to get like people in and, and all that kind of stuff and most of the profits come from singles um so it's actually very hard to get like packs and stuff though the flesh and blood place that i went to they had a bunch of packs and sealed stuff but from what I learned, um, it's mostly like a singles thing, which is also a little bit different here in the West because a lot of people are just like, I'm going to buy, you know, like us, uh, like Bill and I will talk about later. Like, buy oh, a whole box. I'm going to buy like <laughs> three cases or whatever, right? Um, yes, yeah, because we're, we're stupid over here. They're not. Yeah. You know, they're, <laughs> well, we just we just buy for buying sake and they just, you know, get everything they need, you know. Yeah. The singles they need. Which so, is what we should be doing, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how... Well, for some games, my, my <laughs> purchasing is going to shift to that. But um, yeah, that's kind of my, my general TCG experience in Japan. Um, it's 
it's crazy. And seeing a little bit of Flesh and Blood w- w- was kind of cool. Every every time I'd see it, I'd be like, oh, Flesh and Blood, yo, let's go. Yeah. Um, few and far between, but it was still cool to see it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Be interesting to see, like, uh, I would say if, when we go back there, you know, how much that's changed with the localization. Because when I spoke to the, the shop owner in France, you know, when the French product came out for them, there was a huge spike. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, it, is, it is difficult, right, to to even pick up or f- see interest in a game that you don't even speak the language of. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't take a second look at something if I couldn't understand the rules. Um, so, yeah, it's going to make a massive difference. I can't wait to see how it picks up over there for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I don't have any immediate plans, but I would say there's like almost a guaranteed chance I go back to Japan at some point. Um, oh yeah. I haven't talked about the event yet, but uh, the event uh, that I did casting for Shadowverse Evolve Worlds went very well, and I heard that both Bushi Road and Psy Games were very, very happy with our stream. In fact, our stream had more viewers than the, the Vanguard and the Y Schwartz streams, and um, there's 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 probably a non-zero chance that they asked me to to do stuff again, which I would immediately jump at the chance to. So, um, yeah, good good yeah. work. That'd be really sick. Yeah. Nice well, done. Yeah. Also. I also, uh, small, another small, like, tangent. Uh, it was after the event. Um, the CEO of Bushi Road International, his name is uh, Shunichi, uh, he was over, like, standing over there, and I was, like, standing with Igni, and I was like, I was like, oh, man, I really want to go introduce myself and say hi to the, say hi to him, um, but I don't want to embarrass myself because I don't speak Japanese or anything. And he was like, oh, dude, he speaks perfect English. Come on. And so, like, we went <laughs> over there. We just chatted for, like, I don't know, 15 10 minutes, I don't know, whatever. And now the CEO of Bushi Road International like follows me on Twitter. So um, good <laughs> networking, good networking there. Um, yeah. Very nice, very nice guy. Um, also learned, by the way, shout out, uh, tip for anyone going to Japan on like business related stuff where you're going to meet people that you're going to be working with. Everyone has business cards. I heard about this. I wasn't sure if it was still true. Everyone has business cards and they will give you business cards. Like, do I have one? I'm not going to show you their name or anything, but one of the cool ones I got is I got one from uh, a guy from Psy Games here. Apparently, Psy Games is not here, but Psy Games in Japan. Psy Games is like huge, um, much bigger than like Bushi Road or anything, because they're the ones who make Grand Blue and um, Shadowverse and Uma Musume, a ton of stuff. So I got I got a Psy Games one, but yeah, there's a whole uh, there's a whole etiquette thing around business cards as well yep like you uh you're you're expected to if you receive a business card from somebody they'll hand it to you with two hands and you have to grab it with two hands and then uh look at it as though you're like considering it (laughs) like (laughs) that you're you're giving it enough uh, attention and then you like put it away safely somewhere um before you move on to doing something else with your interaction (laughs) so yeah two uh very important two of the business cards that i got were like really cool once again i won't won't show the first side because i don't know like doxing or whatever but um this one is um a shadowverse card but on the other side it's like a legit business card so they have just the actual shadowverse card back and then the other side's a business card and then that's really i met up with um sit sacris from grand archive he was there doing work and and stuff we spent a day together uh and his business card is also a grand archive card but on the front i'll cover it up a little bit it's like an actual card with like foiling and art and stuff it's like the coolest business card i have ever seen um Mm. i was 
really it's got like raised lettering on it i'm like dude holy crap um, all, I, all i can think of now is the american psycho scene where they're comparing business cards yeah that's got a watermark it's got a watermark oh my god yeah so so when i go back to japan i want to get some like cool business cards in this vein made you know with my card back I'm basically just going to be trading cards because so many people gave me business cards that are trading cards i was like that's perfect so that's what i'm going to do um yeah, that's uh, really sick. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also notice it's not it's not uncommon to so this is a card. Mm. I can show this one because it's a bit it's from the hotel. Um one of the hotels I stayed at had these business cards with like their uh anime girl mascot character on it. And it's just like it's just a thing. So I was like, you know yeah. what? It wouldn't be weird to have my Katsumi on my business card. It'd be totally right. fine. So I'm gonna make a cool business card <laughs> when I go back to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as far as I know, in uh, in Japan, and for anybody who lives in Japan, and uh, this is incorrect, please correct me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, there are plenty of businesses in Japan that just have like an anime girl mascot. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just par for the course. <laughs> anime yeah. girl mascots or like cute animal mascots. You see a lot of those. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. little yeah. little Most like things have a mascot of some variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I for think sure. every 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 prefecture in Japan has like a mascot. For that area, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, or something. I, I think so. Yeah, um, like like Kuma. Well, I, think, I, think, I think there's like a. Cause I watched a lot of abroad in Japan. You know, we're we're well on the mm. tangent today, but this is what happens when we all take a break for a few days. We just speak about Japan for half an hour. Um, <laughs> but there, apparently, there's a there's a mascot for one of the prefectures, which is basically an airport runway. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that that is the mascot, just a runway. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is, but Run, it's on, it's runway chan. I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, good. if you know if you know the abroad in Japan episode, leave a comment in the section below because yeah, I watch a lot of it, and it's uh, that's where I get all my Japan knowledge from the uh, the British sarcasm side of it all. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that seems good. Look forward to the uh, look forward to the vlog. So what did what did you do over there with um, what did you do over there with Flesh and Blood? You met up with Yui and played some games, did you? Or yeah, yeah. So oddly enough, I. I went there for Shadowverse Evolve. Um, great, great time with like the Bushiro team and all, and all that kind of stuff. But it was interesting that I had each, I had, I had three days that were like, one of them was for Shadowverse. One of them was like more for Grand Archive. Though it was also like, you know, hanging out with uh, Sitsakris and, and Igni and we went to the Final Fantasy Cafe, yada, yada. You can sell this in my vlog. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second, the, 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 my final day was with Yui um, and doing like Flesh and Blood. A little bit of magic too, because she's a, she's really big into magic. But, um, yeah, so I had like fun, uh, you know, I spent, you know, a week in Japan and I still made time to hit all of the main games that I cover, you know, Shadowverse, Grand Archive and um, Flesh and Blood. Grand Archive doesn't really exist there yet. I've heard some things. I'm not, you know, but it doesn't exist there yet. Um, and then Flesh and Blood obviously is up and coming, up and coming there. Um, so... Yeah, I can actually see it. Uh, if you want to talk about like Flesh and Blood in particular, I can actually see it being a little bit more popular. Um, it might have a. I'm gonna be curious to see how it does versus Magic. Basically, is where, where I'm coming at. I'm not sure if it's gonna beat out any of the Japanese games like, uh, you know, Shadowverse or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or anything like that. But um, versus Magic, it's interesting because Magic is isn't very popular in in japan and i heard rumblings from the store owner that we talked to that there's no there's like no events in japan this year like no magic events oh, wow. like no magic fests or anything um so if flesh and blood has those and magic does not have those then 
you know, that's a clear leg up. Um, yeah, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking forward to the calling um, Tokyo or somewhere. <laughs> okay. I know yeah. this is not any insider information, but I have a sneaking suspicion that they want worlds to be in Japan this year. I yeah. I just have this feeling that that's what they're setting up for. Um, or at least they want to. So I don't know. We'll see calling it now, but worlds in either Osaka or Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, on this, on this video, uh, that I saw on Twitter, I mean, James did say there's, there's a lot of things coming to Japan with like with callings and stuff. And then he said, ah, oh, some other things too. Yeah. So I we, don't know what, he, what he was getting at there, but the, yeah, the, the two, well, so I think we already know that there's going to be callings in Japan. I think they might've announced that yeah. at, at one point where they're, doing their whole like you know uh roadmap or whatever but i suspect worlds in japan and i suspect if they do another celebration i'll have a feeling that might also kind of be in japan though those make a lot of sense to me so yeah um, yeah well we will see how that goes because obviously the localization is coming very soon um and yes but, um, it's really again personally looking forward to that quite a bit <laughs> it is my I, I just hope there's like hero marvels that are like anime style or something oh. you know that that would be oh i don't know be hmm. <laughs> maybe like history like history pack history pack japan but with like um anime marvels or something along those like lines. alternate yeah, i mean alternate art ones would be like banging i don't know if we'll do that but and that would yeah, make would all the... like uh like the war of the spark for anybody who again oh yeah who plays magic and remembers war of the spark they had uh alternate art planeswalkers uh that were done in like very anime cutesy style I and they were extremely popular can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see the discourse of all the flesh and blood anime haters if that ever happens because <laughs> as someone who covers yeah. anime card games and flesh and blood card games i've run across a good number of anime haters um like that but are the thing that is are flesh and blood players so the thing is though if they're if they're doing their whole localization product that region like that style right so it may, it's not going to hurt to put it in that product if the west or who, whoever oh, doesn't like it people are going to complain no matter what it's the internet man oh yeah yeah, yeah. people so, are people are going to complain about anime boobies no matter what they're going to see them and they're going to be like mm, i'm going to complain on twitter they're going to twitter and complain um <laughs> yeah but, yeah but, yeah well i would love to see something like that because that would that would make me buy um, boxes for the hope of pulling something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, um, I'm buying Japanese flesh and blood, like no matter what, like either way. <laughs> yeah, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I, I gotta find out how to get some, um, like the most like affordable way to get some. Uh, we'll see, but I'm definitely gonna get get some. There's another thing I was gonna mention. I don't remember. In any case. In any case, um, but I've been I've been traveling as well this uh, this last week. Yeah. Um, so, oh, the, uh, my my trip was for basically just just a flesh and blood trip. So that was going to uh, the calling in Hartford, which was awesome. You know, uh, it was I did a I did a whole couple of days in New York beforehand. I tried to vlog as much as it much of it as I can, but towards the third day, I'd had so much drink and stuff that I was just <laughs> I like, I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah. say you you said it was for flesh and blood, but judging by your Twitter, it was like a drinking trip, right? It, Pretty much is the whole time these days, um, because yeah, a lot. The, the reason I chose Hartford was because there's a lot of East Coast people that I hadn't seen yet uh, that I wanted to want that side of the world, and uh, glad I did because um, it, yeah, it was epic. Got to see and speak to a lot of people which I hadn't done yet, and that's the whole reason I'm in this game is to sort of meet people and have fun. 
just like we do on Living Legends podcast every week. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I played in quite a few events over there. Uh, played in three sealed events, um, and uh, one of my sort of favourite memories was actually playing around a red down but not out. Um, so obviously that's the one that you know comes in for Love eight it. overpower and on hit get all the things, and I was actually meticulously sort of you know blocking here and letting my armor go down there and you're not creating tokens because they had more than me to then try and hit them with that and it was absolutely outrageous when i finally managed to get it off because it's one of those games where i was just on the back foot the whole time and i was just like taking this damage here and there and blocking where i could and making sure i was set up for that big crackback and then when that crackback happened i stole the tempo um because he'd been wearing out of all of his good cards while i was just blocking with my rubbish ones um, so yeah, that was a that was a great experience. Just actually being able to play that in limited, there it is. The red one um, was just was just a great a great experience. Um, so that's one of my one of my favourite things of the weekend. Great card. Not sure whether you've had any experiences playing it yet, but it feels good to do so. No, um, uh, this is a foil red one that I opened up in Japan. This is probably the best card that I opened while I was there. So not. is that is there is the blood foiled on that one? Is that blood behind the bloke? Is it? Uh no, but like or the is it his cape. Like it's his cape and like the spears in the foreground are foiled and his armor is, but not the blood. Oh. Some of the falling in this set as well is, is great. I mean I've got the uh the judge jury executioner art behind me today, mm -hmm. although I'm covering Azalea's face, which is which is a sin in itself. Sacrilege. But on the uh, on the card art for the rainbow foil, which I got recently because they sent out the spoiler packages finally. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. uh the uh the, the red blood is all foil and it looks absolutely sick. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the spoiler the spoiler stuff came recently as well, didn't it? Um, yeah. Did you all get the boast too? Yes. Yeah. The cold foil yeah, promo boast. Of, absolutely. Big fan, boast. big fan of the mat with the boast art on it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's successfully gone in my pile of uh, spoiler <laughs> cards and promos yeah, and stuff. Promo pile. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this pile of cards because it's like it's a it's a nice quick trip back to the very beginning yeah. of uh, of us getting support from uh, from Legend Story Studios. And actually, that that pile that I just showed is technically not accurate. This is the amount they're all in top loaders, um, but this is the amount. There are some extra things. There's my extra heart of Fiendel that I just keep in my. Uh, desk drawer as well as this um this alpha like, oh. like playtest card or something that cal gave me for sorcery that thing's probably worth um, like some money like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that one's it's a for, um that's a retirement fund. what is it called a sample pack card that's a sample card sample pack card yeah, yeah. so it's something that people couldn't get access to uh that cal got because he was a an early adopter of sorcery yeah. Um, yeah, it just kind of sits there. Just reminds me of uh, of how good life can be. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I've got, I've got one of those boxes as well. Like the boxes that you know, like for, for like full of Christmas cards and other bits that we've got from other mm -hmm. creators. Like I think I've got one of your spike feeders, little tat, little uh, enamel things in there. I've got one of your cards, oh, yeah. gel, one of your pins as well. Was it a pin? The, oh, the uh, red zone rogue thing. The metal token metal thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have to have a box of trinkets, don't you? Memories and what of have course. you. Of course, yeah. Um, but um, 
But yeah, so uh, yeah, I played quite a lot of Flesh and Blood over the weekend. Really, really like this set. Really, really like it. Um, Want to play more limited. Um, so I can't wait to do this uh, this ultimate pit fight situation. I don't know how that's going to go down, but uh, would we It'll... allocate? Would we allocate different heroes to each other, or what would we? How would we do that? Maybe I, I'm not sure how we want to do. it. We'll, we'll discuss it, but I'm really excited for it just because it'll be my first time playing heavy hitters. I've opened up a box now, but I, I haven't actually played with the cards yet, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. It looks really fun, and um, yeah, yeah. I probably in the next week or so I'll try to try to plan it out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got we got some people on crew. We got. Uh, if the uh, if Az and Bill here are, are down, and then we have potentially D Marmada, Ian Kenderdine, and Jim from FabTCG Cards, and then uh, we're gonna rule zero the arena in play, so you can attack anyone. Yeah. And then if you kill someone, you get gold. Like it's gonna be sick, dude. Um, it's gonna be yeah. And like I'm just normally you're like oh I try to keep it to like a four player game. Uh, all the out of all the people that I mentioned. If everyone wants to go, I'm going to be like, let's do it. And they just have a massive, like, six-player free-for-all where you can just attack anyone and, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then you, when you kill someone, yeah. you get, like, five you get five gold. <laughs> five gold. Yeah, yeah, because you get it based on the number of people who started who started the game. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. And then uh, somebody can play a wizard of some variety in like a really big UPF game, and they can play Aether Arc and get like six ponders if everybody's just like, ah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that card's in there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Once you're able to make more than four, it becomes, um, uh, what's the card that I'm thinking of? The two cost blue that attacks for four that. Oh, uh, uh, in Pursuit of Knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it becomes uh, pursuit of knowledge for each individual or for each additional uh, ponder token you get. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you need to like pump it up to like four arcane damage to everyone's because like most people are on just gonna run AB three just so you can draw like yeah. a a crap load of cards at the end. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been really liking but, this. Uh... Uh... I've been really, really liking this set. This set so far, though, um, it, it's just like the. I was thinking of uh, Olympia stuff the other day because you know clearly I like like that hero, um, and I was thinking of um, the uh, the vigor mechanic. So obviously vigor is obviously if you get the vigor, you get it. You cracks at the start of your of the start of your turn, and then you get resources. Um, so I was thinking the the gold that Olympia accrues. If you have enough vigor, you can just draw a card for yeah. no for, for nothing. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking that vigor and vigor and gold could actually work quite well together because you'll bet you could basically just draw extra cards with the vigor that you that you've created the turn before, with things like uh, the blood spill as well, the uh, grains of blood spill pumping extra resources into getting extra vigor tokens. So then you can just draw a card for free on your next turn. Uh, could could make it pretty good. So maybe gold is actually the payoff, as we as we said all along. Uh, although 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 uh, although James did say that yeah, there is something else coming for Olympia because he was changed last minute, wasn't he? Apparently he was changed yeah. to because uh, there was there was a warrior that forced blocks or something like a mm -hmm. like a sort of like a taunting esque hero that forced blocks. I reckon that could have been quite cool, but I guess forcing blocks like a T bone been. style effect. Yeah, yeah. T-bone or like um, uh, pulse wave pulse harpoon. Wave. If you were able to do that like consistently, I I could see that not being super fun to play against. Not being fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you said you played a several sealed as who? Which heroes did you play for the sealed games? 
Uh, so I played KO on the very first one because I was, it was the first time really opening the cards and playing with them. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to use KO here because obviously all the fives are then sixes for his thing and seems to be the most consistent if you've got a bit of a pile. Um, and that was my first game. So I did actually lose my first game. Um, and uh, after that, I didn't play it. <laughs> I didn't play in that, ra that. That was a ravenous rabble side event. So I played it, got the got the thing. Uh, I lost, so I so I just so I just went to go and chill out at the Realm Games booth and got a free play mat from them. Cheers, cheers, Realm Games. Um, but um, but yeah, the second one I played in, I played against. Uh, I played as Olympia, and I actually won that game. And it was against an, it was an Olympia mirror match as well. Um, this is this is where this idea came to me of you know if I can get vigor tokens, it means that I can might be able to draw an extra card each turn because um, I had a lot of those vigors in my pool like Clash with Vigor and the other Vigor cards. Um, and it happened to me once where I had Vigor floating. I was like, all oh, right, I can draw a card now for free. And that just that just really helped really helped that game. Um, and then in the last game, I was playing uh, Kasai, and that was against an Olympia. Uh, on the third event, I played Kasai against... I only played one game in each event because I just I got the <laughs> rabble and then went and, went, went and did other things, basically. Um, I'm not really there for the you know the ticket grinding and all this. So I just got my promo for my friend and then went and hung out with other people. Um, but then I played Kasai in the last game, which again was the more sort of value orientated warrior. She just does good things, uh, and that's the game where I was talking about earlier with the down but not out, where I was just I was on the de defense the whole time, and then I just managed to set up the the red down but not out, and it really swung it for me, which is nice. Um, Hard sick, dude. So yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's great. It feels good when you get it off as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. I want to play more, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just getting around to it. Maybe, maybe you could set up a stream or something where we play sealed, sealed heavy hitters again. Cause I would love to do, do more of it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'd be down. I have, uh, I only bought one case. I opened up one box from it, but I do have like a spare box that I'm going to be using just for sealed stuff. So, that's like nice. six game or yeah. uh, four games of sealed, so yeah, yeah. Just do a round robin yeah. or whatever switch a situation. But that being said, obviously I can't play much sealed because there isn't really a local game store in my area. But that being said, uh, someone randomly reached out to me on Twitter today and said, "Oh, I, uh, my brother met you at the calling in uh, Birmingham last last uh, last year, and uh, we're all from Swindon, UK." Oh, that's <laughs> I'm funny. Like, I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> um so uh so yeah we we might actually have we might actually have including me four players to actually start something in swindon town um so we're we're on yeah, our dude. way to a, we're on our way to a battle hardened now the battle yeah. hardened swindon even though if you're already from swindon you're battle hardened anyway um so uh yeah. calling swindon 17 calling people Swind here we go. Seventeen <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> PTIs to the top sixteen. Only one person can't get in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, get out of here, Mickey. You suck. Like you suck. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. But yeah. So. Uh, uh, what else did I do? Yeah. I played. I played in the Battle Hardened as well. Um. So uh, that was that was entirely. I played in the Calling as well. Didn't do very well on that because that's just. I can't, I can't even remember what happened in that. I was because I was really drunk from the night before. I just turned up, <laughs> got the um, got the uh, the runner runner and the majestic promos, um, lost horrendously, and then just dropped and just drank a lot of water that day, basically. Um, yeah, 
That's, that's pretty, pretty much it, uh, as yeah, Bill has experienced sounds... before. That sounds yeah. about right, yeah. Like when we were in <laughs> yep. uh, Barcelona right. and you were doing this, I think it was the night that you did the impromptu stream until like, I think it was like six in the morning. Yeah, it's five yeah. or six a.m. It might have been. Yeah, it was five. Oh man. Um, and uh, then you woke up to go to the battle. Battle, battle hardened no. living legend. Wasn't yeah, it? it was the battle hardened. Yeah, it was the living legends battle hardened for nine. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, that's right. The, you were still drunk. I was steaming, mate. The no, same thing steaming. literally happened at the previous worlds in San Jose. I remember, like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just. Yeah. You know, dro immediately dropped from the calling because you're up too late, you know? That's right. Part, part and then I remember course. in Lille, it, it just happens. It's, it's transcended through the ages. In Lille as well, like when I went to Lille, the, the calling, I just didn't drop. I just didn't show up because I was too I was too drunk for the night before. And apparently they were calling my name on the tannoy saying, Aaron Francis, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> where you can, are you, Aaron Francis? Pro, pro tip to anyone who wants to bail like that, you can still access your uh, on your gem ID on your phone. So you can just click drop on the phone. Uh, drop me out. I lost. Drop me after. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, but yeah. So I played in the battle hardened as well, and that that went fairly. That went okay. But I I went really. Uh, I lost hard on the first game. Um, it was against Leviah, and they just. I didn't have any arrows in the first two starting hands, which is just absolutely outrageous. Um, it hasn't happened to me for a long time before. Uh, hasn't happened to me a lot for a long time, not having no arrow hands, but it just typically happens in the first round of the battle hardened against Leviah, and the turn where I could have got, I could have got back into it. They have twelve armor on board. They're just like, yeah, okay, block for twelve, and then I'll just carry on smacking you for like seven, eight, nine, you know, in one turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Husk and the brute armor suite is just massive now, isn't it? Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I say unfortunately, but there's you know a lot of brutes are loving it. But Levi in general has twelve armor on board from the start, which is madness. I mean, like, not not Levi, but uh, Yuki took KO like eleven and zero at the battle hardened. Yeah. So it turns out, uh, if you just keep printing cards for a class, eventually they'll just be really good, right? If you right. just yeah. print enough brute cards, then hey, now they're like ki kind of cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. Uh... What I saw somebody t say that on on Twitter, I think um, that it was like, oh, they made Ko good so that people would forget how bad Ice was and clamor for Ice to come yeah, back. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. It's yeah. like just a it's a psyop. It's like a campaign. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like Bolton, right? Because I remember Roger from the MNR podcast like did really well with Bolton at an event, and I'm just like, yeah, you mean. That's what happens when you just keep printing legendaries specifically for one hero. Like eventually they'll be good. Yeah, like, exactly. And when and when ice doesn't exist, you know, Bolton's, you know, trying to make things work with his hand is very hard because he has to put extra cards into things, right? Mm -hmm. So the ice is just crippling for decks like that. Um Yeah. But yeah. Ice makes it so that uh really sort of if I almost want to say efficient decks, efficient feels like a, a almost a bad descriptor for them, but decks that try to operate with very few resources, um, like pretty low to the ground, like Briar, like aggro Briar style decks, um, mm. really crumble in the face of effective ice. Oh, yeah, uh, I hate yeah. it because, yeah, it's like, oh, when when Briar was at her peak and you're playing basically entirely reds, all zero cost, 
you're like I'm not expecting to spend resources on anything. <laughs> like like a single lake frigid just ruins your oh. ruins your life. Like it's awful. Yeah. Like oh yeah. my god, it was like when I was uh the, the the one story I have of getting to the top table in a skirmish, uh, I was playing Chain when he was still legal. Um, and uh, my Icelander opponent, who I had beaten in like round three or something, uh, we got rematched at the, the last table. And they landed a turn one. I think they went first. And then on my turn one, they landed a Lake Frigid at instant speed. I was like, okay, cool. They kept it around for like two or three turns. And then it died. And then they played a second one. And I was like, well... Yeah. I didn't yeah. have a chance this game. <laughs> yeah. just, there was no universe in which I could actually do anything here. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. the magical equivalent of them just blowing up all of your lands. Like, you just, you yeah. just, you just don't get to do anything. That's what happens do, sometimes. Yeah. It's like, I have, I have blues, but it's like, I can attack, I can play a non-attack action, then attack with an attack, and then not use Rosetta Thorn, and so I've attacked for three. Yeah, I just, like, block with one card. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, but then so... <laughs> Talking about degeneracy, um, the other two games that I played in the Battle Hardened after that Leviah were both wins. Um, so I was 2-1 at that point, and they were oh. both on... Because surprisingly, right, I, I, tw I tweeted out that I'm going to take a list which can use both Death Dealer and Sandscour Greatbow, and both of my wins came from using the Sandscour Greatbow this time. Um, nice. because Because I, I feel like the Sandscour Greatbow allows you to dig a lot more and try and find the yeah. Dominate that you need for certain matchups. Um, and I tailored it in a way where if I was facing like aggro decks or I was facing something that, you know, that wants to do a lot of things, I can try and dig for the thing that I need quicker. And, you know, lo and behold, that worked against an Azalea mirror match, which I had in the second round. So I beat them. And then I also beat a dash, which was like aggro dash style. Um, so uh, beat both of those both of those decks fairly easily as well, which was nice. And then I just ran into a Dromai round four, and then they raked the Embers two turns in a row. So I had six Ash Wings to deal with, uh, and I didn't find any poppers. So there was no chance for me, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so two, two, and drop from the Battle Hardened, and then uh, and then just then just chilled out again, basically. But um, another thing as well, another interaction that was really horrible this this weekend was in a CC side event. And that was when I was playing against um, Rhinoceros, who uh, they go by on Twitter, um, who uh, I followed recently, and they followed me back because obviously we met in the side event. And he was playing Rhinar, uh, and he double blood double blood rush bellowed me, and then came in for uh, claws for seven, claws for seven, yeah. and then send <laughs> and then send packing for ten. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I played against. Shout out to Ian, who's probably listening to this, but I, I've played against Ian enough to have turns like that. You just some, oh, just, and yeah, it but, just happens. Like there, there's a stream. I think he clipped it where he like we we're playing Blitz and he like one shot me. Like he just killed me. I, I he intimidated my whole hand and just killed me. I couldn't like couldn't yeah. do anything. I think I was playing like Benji yeah. or something. Yeah. I think I remember being on that call and then I dropped and then I could still hear you guys in the background as I was going to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah. while I left the call on for some reason, maybe I'll, maybe because it's the OBS had been set up and he didn't want to mess up the OBS stream because I joined the call. Perhaps. Oh, maybe. Um, that might have been it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was I was just thinking that term when I was hit by double blood rush bellows. I was just like, right, okay, fine. I'm going to be presented with a load of damage this turn. The only thing I can do now is come back with a dominated red in the ledger, which is what I had next turn to try and take a turn back. But the red in the ledger was in my arsenal. What does send packing do? If you can't block it, it banishes it forever. 
brilliant. You did. Yeah, so, you did. So, so all that all that setup that I had, the crack back that I could potentially have, send packing, now a fantastic brute on hit card while reverse on hit, you know, forcing that interaction is just something that I feel like they needed to have because the raw damage wasn't enough in Brutes. Uh, mm-hmm. But now they do have a lot more extra things because of this set, right? So, yeah, I was on the yeah. wrong end of the stick I, for that one too. I, I, I don't know. I feel so vindicated that uh, I picked <laughs> Send Packing as one of my top five. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, it's a sick card. It's crazy. It's and you knew, you knew it would annoy me as well, and it really did. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, really a lot of the time, that's what I should do with our top yeah. fives: is just pick the top five cards that I think are going to impact as the most negatively. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. And then every time I, I come up with a new card and I start talking about it, as will be like, "Oh my god, I'm going to hate oh, playing against." I'm going to hate that card, and I'm going to have a tail against it as well. Or one of us will. We'll choose cards <laughs> that we know the other person will hate. Um. But yeah, that was a good week. Good, good week of flesh and blood. But I did enjoy my time in um, in New York City. Uh, so I spent a few days there as well, and did did like a load of touristy stuff while I was there. Um, so I went to the top of the Rockefeller Center. All of this is on the vlog because I wasn't I wasn't drunk at this point. This was actually a good vlog. <laughs> walking around. This is before I get I got hammered. This is before I turned up to the event and got absolutely wasted. Um, but yeah, that was nice, you know, taking the taking the subway. You know, subway isn't, you know, subway is not a, a pleasant experience, but it makes you feel like you're a local if you do these oh, things, right? I um, I know exactly so. what you mean. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, uh, what did what did, it, did you have public transit over there then as well? What did you use yes. over there to get around? So Japan doesn't have Ubers or Lyft, so it's all like public transit or like taxi, and taxi is like insanely expensive, especially if you're going from Narita Airport, which is like really far away from tokyo um like you know hour ish drive and so i took the trains uh, i took you know the tokyo public train system and like on my way from narita airport to my first hotel it was pretty late in the day like 6 7 p.m and so i was just on there with all of the people getting off work you know it felt like the the, the most yeah. authentic experience everyone's just kind of like going home um yeah and uh yeah, I mean, like, I took a lot of public transit living in California, so it, it was very, like, familiar to me. It's just, like, in a language that I don't speak, right? Um, but still, like, yeah. pretty pretty darn similar in a, in a lot of ways. Um, shout out to the dude at uh, Narita Airport Info Kiosk for writing me instructions on how the hell to get to Akihabara from, from Narita Airport. <laughs> the, the instructions, do I, have, I have them somewhere. They're, um, yeah, I saw your post on that. Uh, they were helpful, yeah. Wow. Um, because it wasn't too bad, but, like, if you just look at it, it looks really confusing from a glance. Because it's just this massive grid of all of these lines going everywhere and all these Japanese characters. And you don't know what the hell's going on and all the, what, what the numbers mean. Um, if you know what lines to take, um, like, I took, like, the Skyliner and, like, the, the Keisei line. If you know what lines to take, it's not too bad. Um, so that's that's my big tip just figure out what line you're taking and there's usually like a yeah. little circle that has like uh so case i think it was it was uh was it ks or kk for it just like just look for that symbol and you should be good also google maps is really useful but anyway yeah muscle that's pretty much what i used while i was in new york because google maps if you click on the like the little icons that bring up the like the subway or the bus it tells you which, where which way it goes uh most of the time so that yeah it's very very helpful but um yeah big, biggest but, yeah. challenge was money 
getting money situated and then getting travel situated because those are the the two biggest things that I take for granted while traveling to events in the US. That's just super easy. Like I I land at the airport, go to the lift area, schedule my lift, takes me to my hotel. I'm good. But in Japan, you know, I needed to go there. I needed to get cash because J Japan is a cash-based society. They don't use card a lot. I also mm -hmm. needed to get like um <clears throat> like a like a Everyone says get a Suica card, but long story short, they're out of Suica. They're out of Suica chips right now. So I had to get a different one. I got like a Pasmo. Um, I had to get that sorted and then figure out how the hell I'm getting to the to the hotel. Um, that was the most stressful part of the trip. It's just like the first three hours, like getting that sorted. Oh, yeah. It's just getting your bearings, isn't it? I imagine... I imagine it's similar for when you turned up in Barcelona as well, Bill. Like you just like where? How do I get to the Airbnb? Um, you know, it's just basically when you when you get to a place, it's just like the anxiety of just getting to your getting to where you're going to be staying. You know, most of the time is the most stressful part. Once you're there and once you've met up with people that you're going to meet up with or whatever, it just seems to all fall into place because you're all speaking the same card game language to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was kind of wild getting to um, getting to Barcelona and trying to just find my way out of the airport. Yeah. I just had no idea. I was just like, I'll, I'll go to every individual floor and see if there's some sort of signage that says like pickup or anything, even remote. Because like I, being in Canada, I, I had like uh, bilingual um, education. I don't speak French. But I have a lot of uh, experience with French, and French is a very similar language to to Spanish, um, both being Romance languages. Yeah. And I was trying to find any sign that said anything similar to like pickup or taxi or whatever, and there was just nothing. I found myself in the basement of the airport that was completely <laughs> empty. Oh my yeah. god! Completely empty. It was like a scene at a Silent Hill. I was like, where the hell am I? <laughs> that okay. <laughs> So, so there's no English, like no like partial English signs was, or anything like that. Uh, there were, but there weren't any that were useful for figuring out where to go. I think it was all like just like um, like pictography, where it was just images of stuff. But I, I must have missed where it said like because uh. I think it wasn't even on the first floor. It was on the like second floor or whatever was the actual official pickup area. Mm. Um. I, I could be wrong. People are going to correct me. It was a while ago, and I was very, like, <laughs> very sleep-deprived yeah. at that point. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was not the easiest thing in the world to find my way out of the Barcelona airport I was, <laughs> as a, just a guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> just a guy. I was very proud of myself to get all the way to my uh, hotel uh, by myself, first time in Japan, not speaking the language. Um but yeah. uh, the, the, the saving grace is there there are some amount of signs that are in English. Not a ton, but there's a bunch that you can usually kind of figure it out. Um, it felt like the same way some places are here in the U.S. where like some things will be like English and then there'll like, be a little bit of Spanish. Right. And then the announcements will be like in mostly Japanese and then there'll be like a little bit of there'll be like an English announcement afterwards. Um, but yeah, that's that's the saving grace. Was it too... Hard to figure out, but at the same time, a little stressful, you know. Um, yeah, it's nice that you had someone there that was that was you know helped you settle in, though, isn't it? It's always a lot better, isn't it? The the first day was like all me, so like day two, like the last the last few days were, were much better. 
like met up with Igni, who's been to Japan like eight times. Um, and then uh, Sitsakris like speaks Japanese. And then obviously Yui from Japan. So it was like, those are like cool. I got like the like the, the tour, though. I did have a couple days, a couple times where I just wandered completely by myself, um, which was a really cool experience, actually. I recommend yeah. it. Actually, I actually do recommend it. it. No, that's that's one of the things I like to do as well when I'm, you know, when I'm in a new place. Just walk around by yourself. I think it's quite therapeutic, to be honest. I, um, I, I wouldn't have understood before I went on this trip, but I, I, I agree a lot. I, I posted on Twitter about how there's some sense of enjoyment about being a little bit lost, just like a little lost, not like crazy lost, but like just being a little lost, being not sure of yourself and um not confident i don't know there's like there's oh, yeah. there's this it's like an experience you know like learning and it's difficult to describe but uh yeah. it's like a sense of wonder and discovery that i don't have uh, in the states because when i go to even if i go to a if you even if i go to a, a state that i've never been to before like when i went to orlando or whatever they're all they're all the same right like i just fly yeah. into the airport like i said find the lift area do my lift doesn't matter um they just they just take me to my hotel and then when i'm at the hotel i'm like okay what rest restaurant do i want to go to or whatever it's just like it's really easy um but yeah. being being in a place that is completely different where they do different things and i don't know it's a it's an experience that i would recommend to people for sure yeah yeah i well i found like a freaking shrine in the middle of akihabara they had like multiple shrines like an old shinto shrine like then i went there early in the morning it was like raining they had the, the gate open so i was able to walk around it like by myself it was oh it was, yeah nice it was an experience man like yeah what and was the weather like when you was over there was it raining or was it very cold was it... yes oh, uh nice. it was very cold and raining and on the last day it started snowing so uh it started snowing wow. when i was spending time with uh yui and by the time we got out of the card store it was like snowing a lot um yeah um yeah no yeah. it was great it was the first snowfall apparently of the of the year so yeah fantastic that you got to experience that news out there good stuff yeah walking around uh akiba at night in the snow it's cool well it was freezing you you and i were like she, she had the umbrella i didn't bring an umbrella because i didn't bring an umbrella on the trip um so we were just kind of like trying to not get completely drenched um because <laughs> it was like slushy slushy snow um yeah good good time so yeah recommended do it um if you do it by yourself yeah. don't don't be don't be scared um just uh it's a good experience i think i i don't yeah. speak any by the way I, I don't speak any japanese at all so if you're worried like oh i don't speak the language or whatever uh, you can get by by just being polite and knowing a couple words um i think Kindness goes a long way, um, and people can usually understand, like your intent. So, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing uh, sure. I don't speak Japanese either, but I follow a lot of content creators uh, like abroad in Japan that, yeah. as mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier. Yep, me too. And uh, just various people that that give you techniques and like tips on how to um, how to speak Japanese as a tourist. And one of the most impactful things that has uh, that has stuck with me is that there's a lot of loan words in Japanese, 
Um, which means that uh, there are words within the Japanese language that they use in their daily vocabulary that are borrowed from English mm, yeah, yeah. that are basically transliterated into Japanese, uh, oh, into yeah. their like almost their sound font uh, for anybody that that means anything to. Um, so, for example, if you're looking for a toilet, you can just say toire. Uh, because <laughs> the Japanese for toilet paper is toira to paper. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. Um, for the after party, for the, the crew, uh, the casting crew and everyone for the for the Bushiro Championship uh, event, we were at Izakaiwa, which is kind of like a Japanese bar kind of thing where it's like very traditional, uh, a lot of businessmen drinking and stuff. And um, most, there was one dude next to me who was mostly doing the orders, uh, but... Uh, when when the uh, waiter came around at one point, I was able to order my own. That I was just like bidu. Uh, I just held up my held up one uh, yeah. bidu sumimasen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is Be- um, beer. Coincidentally, exactly how you pronounce my name in Japanese too. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> there is there is no phonetic difference. <laughs> yeah. So like beer beer is just it's it's spelled like b e e r u. It's biru. But you say bidu. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Say, need, I, I don't know how to say one, so I just held up my finger to say, uh, uh bidu. Um, and he was just like, mm, mm-hmm, wrote it down, came back with a beer, <laughs> so yeah, that worked. Um, oh, hell that's yeah, my, that's, that's my dream to be in an izakaya ordering bloody Sapporo or Kirin or Asahi on the oh, yeah. on, you know, from the locals. That'll be dream situation, yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, was, it was also on the yeah. It was also on the Bushiro yes. tab, so I was able to order whatever I wanted, would not have to pay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The food, the food of the izakaya was like just you know whatever. It's like basically bar food, right? So they'd bring you like little tiny plates. The the like the little beef cutlets were were pretty good, but it wasn't substantial. Like uh, going to like an actual like restaurant or whatever. But the yeah, that's not the point. The point was just to drink and go around. I learned a lot of like customs. So apparently. Um, a lot of the people would go around to the other tables and stuff, and they'd be like, cheers, kampai, you know? Um, and thing I didn't know at first, that uh, so I was sitting next to another YouTuber, his name's Chris, uh, Different Fight, who does, like, Card Fight Vanguard stuff. And uh, he's from Japan. And um, one of the big wigs came around, and we, like, did the glasses clink. And apparently I did it wrong the first time. Um it wasn't a big deal. The guy was totally didn't make totally fine. I didn't know until afterwards. But he, Chris, was like, "Oh, just so you know, um, when you uh, when you cheers with someone, if they are your senior, your glass needs to be lower than their glass. Like the the top of the rim needs yeah. to be lower than the top of their rim, just to show respect." Uh, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm a fast learner, so yeah, that, that's just something I didn't know. So there you go." It's amazing how much how much things you learn, isn't it? It's just great to see all these different cultures and how they do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very very enlightening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like just lots of small stuff like that that you just kind of pick up. Um, yeah, yeah. But vending machines are like great. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, I imagine I was going to say yeah. I mean, um, well, it feels feels like been, it feels like we've been in the Arsenal step for the whole episode, but that's I all mean, good. That's kind these of what today's happen. episode really is, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's not that's just, another uh, dream. Of- Yeah. 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 Ordering from a vending machine on the street. Oh, dude, there's vending machines everywhere. Um, And one of the things that I noticed, at least where I was, uh, there's a lot of like stereotypes that I found not to be true. Like people, there's a stereotype in the US of like, oh, Japan has all these weird vending machines with weird stuff in it. I'm like, nah, they're just normal vending machines. They just have drinks and stuff. Like, there's not that. I mean, there might be 
some like weird oddball stuff in it, like some dog food or whatever. But like, no, nah, like most of the well, time it's just have, drinks and like you couldn't have a bloody vending mach- vending machine on the streets of Swindon. It'll be broken into in like five minutes. They're <laughs> they're everywhere, which is great because like I'm thirsty. Hey, like 140 yen, pop pop in a couple coins, get a drink. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of like citrus drinks, and I'm so glad that uh, Japan is also a big fan of citrus drinks. So I was able to find like a a tasty drink basically wherever. Um, nice. What it's uh, there's a con- convenience store, a kombini everywhere. That's also true. Um, they're just everywhere. Like walk a couple steps, there there's one. If you want to go to one of the coolest thing, parts about Akihabara, um, I'm not sure if this is true for all of Tokyo, but you can literally walk out of your hotel. Pick a direction, and then you'll find convenience stores, other stores, restaurants, just everywhere. Like, you don't even need a plan. If you're like, I want to go get lunch, walk, just walk a direction and pick something. Like, Yeah, because you'll see, like, like mom and pop sh- uh, shops, like, doing everywhere. ramen and all this. Like, yeah, it's just exactly like one like one i saw this sunflower samurai guys uh posted on on twitter saying oh all of us are walking around liverpool right now for somewhere to eat and i'm just like good luck yeah i mean like (laughs) it's true like that in the states too even even in like the bigger city maybe maybe not in new york i haven't been to new york but like in la in vegas like (laughs) unless you're like on the strip don't go walk around vegas man like that's right same same for la like no, like plan plan out where you're going, and you probably want to get an Uber, right? Um, yeah. But like Japan is everything is like so at least once again at least in Tokyo it's like so jam packed, like yeah. and then things are stacked on top of each other. There's a couple places we went to where like we we walked like a couple steps past the actual place, and we're like, oh, it's it's this this door instead of this door over here, and it's like on the second floor, like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of convenience too, like. There's like kiosks where some places have kiosks where you can order your food. You don't even need to talk to like a, a person. You just hit the English button and then you just pick the pictures of the food that you want. And then it just, yeah. we went to a place and a robot just delivered it to us. It was just a, it was just a little robot came up to us and here's the food. I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> and you push a little button on, on the robot's face and it just turns around and goes away. Um, it's the same yeah. sort of feeling I got in New York as well, to be fair, because literally, um, it, everything is so jam packed, and you can just walk from one district to the next, and it's so different and full of filled of things. Like I got a subway uh, across the Brooklyn Bridge, and then in Brooklyn walked across the Brooklyn Bridge again, and then you end up in Chinatown. It's just like yeah, it's just like it's just like so it's so diverse there, and everything. You turn a corner, and you're just in a completely different subsect of you know, community and um, and culture. So it's yeah, it's I think New York is probably one of the one of my favorite places I've ever been so far because I did Brooklyn, which is the home of Jay Z, and then went over to went over to Chinatown, and then I ended up in Koreatown for karaoke that night, you know. And then I had a Katz's Deli, which is probably one of the most famous sandwich shops in the entirety of the U.S., um, which was which was yeah. So I experienced like five cultures in one day uh, just by walking through New York, which was. Which is crazy. I mean, um, oh yeah, they do call the US yeah. a melting pot. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I cannot wait to go back to Manhattan because it's just pure chaos. Pure chaos there. 
Um, and I, I was even messaging Bryn from the Banished Zone. I met up with Bryn and Chris from the Banished Zone while we were there yeah. as well. Um, that they were cool. And um, they said that they have a lot of good metal bars in Brooklyn because they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so next time I go there, I have to hit up some of those. Doesn't have enough time, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I just uh, in, in general, this has been a bit of a traveling episode, really. But um, I think mm. we uh, we we are all in agreement that it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, I mean, general. like we Absolutely. have been traveling a lot, but at the core of it, we I mean both As and I traveled for card games, so it 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 still kind yeah. of fits in this overall theme, right? Because I mean, there's there's a decent chance that other people out there will likely also travel for card games for whatever reason, whether like me, you're working the event for whatever reason, or if, like as you're like attending an event, or maybe sometimes you'll do one or the other. Um, yeah. I think, you know, information can, can be useful, even though we're just kind of like sharing our, sharing our stories, especially if you're someone who's like, has never been out before. Um, Cause I know there's a lot of yeah. folks who are just like, maybe you've lived in your state or your city or whatever your whole life. And you've never been to another uh, country or city. Yeah, I was speaking to the I was speaking to the Realm Games about this actually, because uh, obviously they're based out of Ohio, and not many of them have passports, um, so well, they can't even if they wanted to, um, they they can't travel. Out most of the people, US. I think I mentioned this. Most people in the US don't have passports. That's right. Yeah, I remember yeah. saying like a, maybe last year when we were speaking about you going to Barcelona, but yeah, I remember you saying that. It's but. it's really not a thing you do unless you're specifically planning like a vacation. Or like a work trip. Like uh, if you're not that, you don't have a passport. Um, yeah. Or unless you have like maybe maybe resident or like a f family in Canada. But even then, um, some people just have these. The trip to Canada can be done two different ways. Uh, you can either fly into Canada, obviously, or you can just go by ground. And if you go by ground, uh, you can have like a card. It's different from a passport book. It's just like a it's just an ID card. Um, that that's yeah. all you need to get into Canada. So, like, oh. some people have just that when they just drive up to, like, from here, they just drive up to, like, Vancouver or whatever. You don't even need an actual, like, passport book. Um, so, yeah, like, it's just not a thing in the U.S. I mean, maybe the country is just so big. Maybe it's just uh, or our work culture doesn't allow people to take vacations very much. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Some, some combination of that. But, yeah. I guess the U.S. has every climate though doesn't it it's so mad so massive so i guess you don't really have to if you want to go on a beach holiday you can just go to florida miami or whatever yeah and if you want to go to the to the rockies i guess you can still get to still get to canada and that easily if you can get just a card to get in sort of thing i mean even um, if you wanted to go further alaska right you don't need a yeah. special thing to go to alaska yeah yeah um, i keep forgetting that's a u.s state yeah it's it's weird because it's like <laughs> not land connected so you have to do a weird well, you have to do like a weird so there's a route you can go without having to cross into canadian borders there's a weird like little you know mm. boat path whatever that you can take um or fly well, what do you reckon what, what do you reckon then bill what what's your favorite city that you've been to in because i know you've traveled a fair bit haven't you in your oh in canada favorite city just in general yeah in oh. general yeah um that's an interesting question because yeah, I've been to <laughs> quite a few different places just by virtue of my parents being huge yeah. travelers. They travel everywhere. Mm. Um, I will say, for like places that I enjoyed going, um, 
uh, when I was younger, I actually got a really cool opportunity to go to France and Italy for mm. like a school trip. And uh, we went to a bunch of places. We went to like Pisa and we climbed the Leaning mm. Tower of Pisa, which side oh. note, apparently they're like officially giving up on. Like they're like, oh, it's like it it's is not savable at this point. It's crumbling and they're just going to like yeah. basically tear it down um, because otherwise it'll just fall over eventually. And it's more yeah. work to keep it up than it is to, to whatever. But anyway, so I did get the chance to do that before it got torn down. Um, we also went to Venice. Venice was awful. Um, not because it was bad, but because our tour was awful. <laughs> uh, I've, I've heard Venice is really smelly. Like <laughs> It is. There's a lot of stagnant water. Um, yeah. yeah it, like, it was a nice place, but the tour that we went on just highlighted all of the churches and their associated wells. Um, right. Yeah. But I will say, we did also get to go to, it's not really a city, um, it's like a township uh, of Vinci, which is where, of course, Leonardo hmm. da Vinci was from. Uh, and his house has been re um, redesigned or like repurposed into a museum for all of his stuff. I actually really liked that. That makes sense. Um, but outside of that, I also really liked going to New Orleans um, because I got to try like official like, or like authentic Cajun food. Um, and oh, is that like the is that like the seafood uh, shrimp and yeah. stuff? Yeah, Gumbo, like... uh, alligator. Like crawdads and crayfish, like yeah. like Creole food and like uh, like Cajun gumbo and stuff. It was real That's good. That's what Jim yeah. says a lot about so Jim Crabstick cards. I yeah, I prefer like the 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 more red meat dishes than like the fish stuff. But no, it's good. Like mm. Cajun gumbo with like yeah. some beef and like some corn in there and stuff. Oh, that's real good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, big fan of gumbo. Big fan of chowder too. Honestly, I know that's not a Cajun thing, but shout out chowder. Uh, big fan. <laughs> I mean, like you just mentioned it to Jim, and he's gonna he he'll be like, yeah, stop by my house, and we'll we'll fry up some you know crawdads yeah. or whatever. <laughs> he's really into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I really enjoy going places to like try out their food. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really what sticks in my mind whenever I go places. Like when we went to Barcelona, a lot of the mm. the memories that I have honestly of Barcelona are like the food that I got to share with Az. Yeah. Uh, we went to like that ninety nine taco place. That place was awesome. Oh um, yeah, we had we had we had, we had oh. a burger joint, we had the taco joint, and we had the bloody oh, paella, paella, which was literally right down next you're, to the. You're making me like hungry. Yeah, oh, was like <laughs> that's. That's one of the big things. I mean, obviously, I really w would like to go back to Japan, but that's one of the big things is, like, I tried a lot of... I, I wanted to try, like, a wide range of food. I didn't want to ju just eat, like, I'm here to eat ramen for six days. I had ramen twice. It was amazing, yeah. by the way. And the place that yeah. Yui took me, uh, Kyushu Ramen, was incredible. Yeah. But um, nice. I also had, like, a, a, a Wagyu burger. I also had, a p I had pizza. The pizza was actually really, really good. I had wild <laughs> boar. Um, very fatty, actually. The meaty parts were good. The fatty parts, I'm not a big fan of yeah, the fatty parts. Yeah, but that's what makes it really nice. It just, like, falls apart if it, it's, like, done... It, it was like, whether it's done slow it or was slow. Like, or it was, like, chewy fatty. Not, not yeah. yeah, it was, like, gristly. Um, okay. What else did I have? I had, like, beef bowls that were really good. Like, the cheesy beef bowls. I got some from, like, uh, uh, Igni's favorite, like, uh, Japan chain called Nakao. So, uh, I went to, we went to Nakao. We went to a couple, like, you know, more chain like thing got like a you know, japanese egg omelet thing i don't know i, I wanted to try yeah. a lot of stuff right oh, um, almond rice yes oh, yeah that, i think good. it's the first meal i had was uh uh the omelet rice I, yeah 
There are there are a few things that I need to try. I, I need to go to Japan. Like I really I've wanted to go to Japan for a really long time. I need to go to Japan. And again, because I really want to eat things there, I want to try uh, like traditional amu rice. Yeah, I want to go to Family Mart and get Fami Chicky. Um, oh, just I, their, yeah, like one, their fried chicken. I got I got oh, Lawson's. Yeah. yeah, I went to a Lawson's, yeah, Lawson's. At one night, and I was just like, "All right, this is when it was snowing, and Yui had already gone home. Uh, she had you know stuff to do, so I was like, I could go try to find a restaurant for myself, but I actually haven't actually I haven't gotten like kombini food yet. So there was a Lawson's right next to my hotel. I just went to Lawson's, grabbed some drinks, and grabbed a bunch a bunch of fried chicken, and I just uh-huh. ate it. I just ate it in my hotel, looking off, looking out of the view. Um, Chicken's good, you know. Yeah. It's cheap, like really cheap. Wonderful. The food in Japan yeah. is so freaking cheap. Like, and like convenience stores have good, cheap food. Like it yeah. is actually quality food. You can get yourself like onigiri. You can that, that a, like I, I need I need to go to Japan. They had a, bu- a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Um, like little little bentos of like whatever you want, like sushi, beef, whatever. Um, yeah. It, hey. If you guys want to go to Japan sometime and we can organize a uh, an LLP trip, that'd be rad. Um, that would be uh, I, very good. I, I would like to go back sometime. I, I have a feeling, like I said, I have a feeling there might be some Flesh and Blood events in Japan this year. So if that's the case, that's a really good excuse to go. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I, I very <laughs> much it. I very much would like to go back. There's some there's some random stuff I just didn't do. I didn't have time um, when I was walking back with Yui. Um, before she before she kind of went off her own way back to her house, she asked me, "Is like, oh, she she's like, did you have you gone to a maid cafe yet?" And I was like, I laughed and I was like, no, 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 um, I feel too embarrassed to go by myself. Uh, so I was like, the next the next time I'm in Japan, I was like, Yui, you should take me to a maid a maid cafe. I feel it'd feel a lot less awkward going with like a girl, you know? It, it wouldn't Absolutely, feel yeah. as weird to me. I don't know. It just so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's, I, uh, all, that's on the list i guess next time yeah i do know uh because obviously in japan there's a bunch of different ways to like say hello to people there's depending on like honorifics and how your social status is compared to the person that you're greeting or whatever um i will say that because of a warhammer 40k meme on twitter i do know how uh the maid would um say hello to a new prospective customer i'm gonna do this as my arsenal step because i think it's running it's really funny okay it's uh it's i'm gonna pronounce it really poorly but for any of the japanese people listening uh this is for you uh uh and then the rest of the meme goes welcome to the naito cafe (laughs) and then there's an impossibly loud warhorn blast Um, yeah yeah, that basically means like welcome home master The one thing that I it just that I need to get down for like trying to talk Japanese is when they elongate the words when they're like "onegashimas" or "konnichiwa." Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm so like self conscious. I'm just like uh, "konnichiwa," um, "arigato," <laughs> yeah. like instead of like yeah. "arigato gozaimasu," like kind of like. Yeah. But they like they elongate it a lot in like um like <laughs> pu- public public <laughs> settings. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- those are basically the only things I know how to say other than this. This is like the most important one that people don't tell you about. Sumimasen. Sumimasen means like, yeah. excuse me or, or pardon me or, or please. I mean, it, you can use it in a lot of stuff, but that's if, if you're saying like, if, uh, if you're in the way of someone or if you're trying to get past someone, or if you're trying to call a, a waiter, waiter, waitress, um, that's the, that's the good catch all. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's good, good one. one. 
Um, yeah. And I found that uh, most people knew enough, like a tiny little bit of English. So if I was like, thank you, thank you, that they would, they would say thank you back. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we are now officially. I found the the meme and sent it to our our group chat. But oh, I think we're now officially. Find it not now. that we were ever not in the weeds, but I think we are in the weeds at this point. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's go to. Uh, I was gonna say again the Arsenal step, but I feel like this episode has just been one full Arsenal step. So, Pretty if anybody's much, yeah. still hanging out with us, thank you for uh, for listening to our stories. Uh, it's like a mechan address. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this meme. Anybody uh who's interested, look up Welcome to the Night Cafe. Um it is I don't know anything about Warhammer 40K. I know that the community is really questionable in in places, but I mean there are lots of communities that are like that. But anyway, I don't know anything about Warhammer 40K. I don't endorse Warhammer 40K, but I love this meme. It is so good. Uh Welcome to the Night Cafe. Um yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I mean um, 40k can be fun if you ignore all of the 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 fashy parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It yeah, you know. Um yeah. my hey, uh my brother fact... has a friend that used to work at Game Work Games Workshop and asked him one time, "Why is it that there are so many uh fascists in the Warhammer 40k universe?" And he responded <laughs> back with like a 10 paragraph rant about like wow. all the reasons why it's built into the game in some capacity. Uh yeah, fun times. <laughs> no, am, no shade to anybody who's normal that plays Warhammer 40k. Totally I mean, fun. like you, you do you. They do say it's the grim dark future, so you know that's pretty grim yeah. dark. So yeah. Um, okay. hey, I I I like the faction that's all like combat nuns with like flamethrowers and giant Ooh. organ tanks and demon babies flying around. That's what I. That's what I like. I... <laughs> I really like the faction that's just orcs that only know how to use. Oh, oh, they can only use magic because they're so dumb that they believe that yes. magic is real. Yeah, they believe <laughs> it so hard that it is magic. <laughs> yeah, the fun. So the orcs, by the way, if you didn't didn't know from forty k, this is also throw you for a loop. The orcs are also fungus. They're yeah. They're, they're not like human. They're they're, they're, they're like fungus. Yeah, they're fungus. Yeah, wow. they're, they're fungus. And Bill's one hundred percent right. Not just for magic, all of their things. The guns, yeah. everything, all of it works because they believe it works. Like most of their shit should not work, but it does because the orcs are just like, "This is a big gun; it shoots big bullets," and then it does. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite uh, pieces of lore of Warhammer 40k For is that there's just a race of people that can use magic because they think it. They, they think really hard. <laughs> good, good old Gork and Mork. Yo, like 40k is like insane. Like. Oh, yeah. I've actually I've actually watched like two and three hour long videos that are just explaining the 40k universe and it's just insane. It's just insane crap. Um which is why I was able to watch it for like two hours, two or three hours, whatever. Um I mean it's it's good if flesh and blood ever gets to that stage where you have loads of lore that you can look at and really get into. Because a lot of complaints about heavy hitters is that there isn't any right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um so I'm hoping they sorted their their writer out because if they got Kale on, he would have done it by now. Just saying, would have happened. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's one of my um, biggest like legitimate like cu customer fan complaints for Flesh and Blood. It's not really a complaint because I guess it's a good thing to have, but I want more lore. Like I just want more more of it, right? Um, yeah, and that's a good thing yeah. to have. If your fans are like, don't care, 
then that's that's probably not great. Um, but everyone's like, give us more of your stuff. Um, exactly. So yeah, so please, uh, creative department, if you're listening, Robbie, Sam, I know some of you listen, uh, Lindner, more, more, please, please. This is directed at you, dear listener. Write more yeah. stories for us. I can, I can please. actually see getting back to actual flesh and blood stuff. I can see it actually being a little difficult for them because we did know, as mentioned this, that Olympia was like a last minute include on the set. And so if yeah. he's, if he's a last minute include like for like mechanically on the set, they probably didn't have any like backstory or lore prepared for him. Right. So like that kind of stuff, they'd have to like cook up and figure out where he fits into the overall narrative and all this stuff. I mean, they obviously had like Kasai, right. And she's got her story going on. And then like KO is, I don't know. got his arm bitten off or something. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. I imagine they had some sort of archetype of cool gladiator warrior style character though which was either the which was the guy that we had before it was, or whatever we had before in in the interview that james had uh he said it was like like the like a heel character who would always like taunt people and you yeah. know try to try to piss people off so that that's the character that they he was originally but it just wasn't working um yeah, yeah. and so they just made a prize fighter guy um which oh. I definitely want to play. So um, mm-hmm. if you want to pick up cards as well, make sure you go to Fab Foundry, who are sponsored this episode. Yeah. And make sure you use the uh, Living Legend 10 uh, discount code for uh, 10% off your singles for heavy hitters. Um, so, uh, yeah, buy up all the all the stuff you need. Uh, I imagine they crack quite a few boxes. Um, um, so uh... <laughs> I, I can gas up Fab Foundry. So they're local to me. That's the, the game store that I go to when I go to any pre-release or anything like that. Um, they have a literal nice. brick and mortar store here in Portland. Um, Travis from Fab Foundry has been one of the early uh, adopters of the game since Welcome to Wraith era. He and I like literally met and played for like nine to ten hours, like before Crucible of War came. I remember just sitting down and playing just for a ton of time. So he's a huge supporter of Flesh and Blood, and uh, really have really yeah. glad to have him supporting the podcast. And um, not only that, his store is really good. He ships stuff really fast. Um, he cares about the orders. He ships them securely. I 100% um, support Fab Foundry. Um, he's he's uh, he's along the lines with like Jim, right? I consider like Fab Foundry and Jim like my two go-to single stores, right? If if I want to buy Flesh and Blood singles from anyone, those are the two stores that I personally go to, and I'll see if they have whatever I want in stock. I usually look for weird stuff because I open up so many boxes, so it's usually like a Cold Foil Marvel or a uh, fabled or something so one of them might not have it and the other one might have it but uh yeah actually recommend fat foundry get your 10 percent off yo go get your yeah, uh go get your marvel uh uh rhinar yeah. or whatever yeah go and check if you want it go and check if they got it living legend 10 10 percent off that's all you need which yeah is, which is a pretty good discount off of the big stuff so if they've got the big singles in there that you want 10 percent is you know all adds up yeah so, man uh, 400 dollar car that's 40 bucks right yeah, absolutely. Say so you can so, uh, you can save yourself uh, some money and go buy a video game or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you can uh, as a, as a plug, you can buy the basically the entirety of the Yakuza franchise for forty bucks. <laughs> or uh-huh. or you can or you can be ha- you can be like me and buy half of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is what I've been playing, and it is. Ooh, ooh. I'm not going to talk about it here because I could talk about it too much, but it is very good. I adore the game. I'm a huge fan of the Grand Blue series, obviously. 
because I'm a huge fan of Psy Games, and I'm so glad that the game is good. It's so freaking good, and it's getting like really good numbers on like uh, Steam and stuff. People are popping off. I've seen people being like, "Why did Grand Blue copy Bahamut from uh, Final Fantasy? It's such a ripoff." And it's just like, <laughs> don't even know what the hell you're talking about, bro. Most of the people who work at Psy Games are former um, Square Enix employees. Like, anyway, so. I've been playing. I've been playing that. Internet nerds, very passionate people. I'm a, hey, um, absolutely. The Grand Blue, like side game stuff, is like the thing that I was like just personally super into and passionate about outside of content. And the fact that Shadowverse has a physical TCG now, now it's content for me as well. So it was the thing that I was into, like, in my own little thing. So, yeah, nice. I'm sure everyone has something like that. Whether it's 40k okay. or uh, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, or Yakuza, Great. or or, or yeah, Yakuza. I, mean, I mean the Yakuza games are like really good. They're really fun. Oh, they're incredible. Every single thing that I see now that uh, another sort of Yakuza game is popular on social media, people will post either um, like the cutscenes or them in a in one of the mini games or whatever. And so many of the comments will be like, "What is Yakuza even about?" And that's a trick question because that is what it's about <laughs> you know there's like some like crime family undertones and, and that kind of stuff but also you can just go like play bowling or whatever and do got yeah. get got your fun yeah have a totally reasonable like well-made bowling minigame there's like a mario kart clone yeah. in like a dragon that was really good there's a slot wow. car racing minigame in i think yakuza zero um i used to go and it's check great. out these games yeah i, oh, I played i played I played a lot. I played a lot of two of them. I played Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Zero. I think are the two that I played a bunch of. And um, yeah, there was like one that was like like a fighting. It had a more robust like fighting system. And so there were like dudes that could you could run into who um, did they take your money? I don't remember the exact mechanic, but there's I remember there was like this this fighting like little sub sub game of like tiers of fighters and stuff. If you're a huge Yakuza fan, you you'll probably know. Let me know in the comments what I'm thinking of. It's it's I think it might be Yakuza Zero. I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> anyway, they're well, cheap. Bill says they're uh, cheap, so go buy them. They're good. Yeah, this podcast has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was about to say. Yeah, we should uh, we should probably wrap this up. So, uh, once again, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, we truly appreciate it as always to go around and sort of uh, sign off. Again, I've been Bill from the Spike Feeders. You can find me on social media at BillTSF. You can also find me on YouTube at the Spike Feeders Fab, where we do live edited gameplay content. Uh, you should definitely go check us out. I do want to say that there's an episode coming out soon that features a deck that I'm a big fan of personally that I get to play again, and it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not, okay. not going to fully Prison. spoil it, but people who know, they know. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you should definitely go give us a follow and uh, and see if that's something that interests you. Uh, and let's go reverse alphabetically. Uh, Kel, Kel, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find <laughs> me everywhere at uh, Red Zone Rogue, uh, YouTube.com slash Red Zone Rogue, Twitter.com slash Red Zone Rogue, and also Facebook and Instagram. I talk about card games, um, Flesh and Blood, a lot of anime card games recently, Grand Archive and Shadowverse. Um, the big thing I have coming up real quick is I have the uh, Grand Archive starter deck event in my community Discord. I will be posting about it the same day that this video goes live. 
Um, I imagine tickets will sell out pretty quickly. It is a 40 player event, starter decks only with um, participation prizing. I made two custom tokens for the event by some of my favorite anime artists, uh, Honchu and Lucky Yuki. Uh, every participant gets one token each, as well as a silver prize pack, $20 entry, uh, and we'll have raffles and all that kind of good stuff. So that's my big thing that I'm that I'm putting on. It's going to be really, really fun. So Grand Archive Starter Event. Uh, if you want more info, it'll be on my socials. So, yeah. How yeah, about cool. you? And, uh, oh, sorry, God. I was just going to, how about you, As? So I was just going to toss it to As. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, yeah. I was going to also flip it over to As. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, so I'm As, um, from Go Again Gaming, uh, Go Again Gaming AZ on, uh, Twitter.com, uh, is where all of my raw thoughts go. Um, and that's, that's a lot. That's pretty much what my content is these days. It's just uploading stuff when I feel like I should. Uh, or posting a tweet out when I feel like I should. Um, a lot of it is on social media at the moment, so uh, we'll, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do like consistently this year. Uh, but um, you can see me at events. I recently did the uh, the Hartford couple of vlogs there, so you can go and have a look at the debauchery that happened on there. That's on Go Again Gaming on YouTube. Um, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. I guess. Oh, I'm yeah. living lessons podcast each week, of course. No yeah, doubt. should should <laughs> yeah, get back you... to a more normal schedule. <laughs> yeah, yes, now that everybody's absolutely. back, um, should be fine. I'm going to be in, for anybody who's listening that cares about magic stuff, I'm going to be in uh, Chicago ah. for the Magic Con that's happening. It is the weekend of the, I'm just trying to look at my calendar past my camera here, the 24th. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's like the 22nd to the 25th or the 23rd to the 25th. Uh, I will be there um, for Spike Feeders things in general. Uh, I am not really a magic Spike Feeder. I am in some capacity, but really not that much. So I'm just going to be there to chill and vibes. If if anybody sees me, feel free to come up and, and say hi. Um, yeah. I may or may not be into jam some games, but you know, you never, you know, you don't get things unless you ask. So yeah, I, <laughs> Uh, yeah. both, uh, I've talked to two people recently who are going there as well. Uh, the professor will be there. Um, cause he and I are planning some collabs, but we're like, Hey, wait, let's wait until the Chicago thing's done. And then Yui will also be there. So, Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see the professor again. We'll see if I can, uh, if I can convince him to go out for a drink or something. That'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys can rope him into so something if he's not already like jam-packed full of stuff yeah that's the trick <laughs> yeah he's but, uh, busy dude yeah but but yeah anyway uh that'll do it for this episode thanks everybody once again for hanging out with us we really appreciate your support uh thank you as always as in kel for uh the chat today great to see you guys again and to catch up yes. and uh yeah everybody at home stay well stay safe we'll catch you all in the next episode Peace. Peace. Love it. Peace. Peace. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Impossibly loud warhorn blast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>